Blog Talk Radio. time with Jerry. I've got myself and my co-host David Flowers on. Hello. And let me turn it up. We got a few things to talk about. I think I cut the volume down. Hold on. All right. We've got a few things to talk about tonight. We have Dennis Eslock also. He's our very special guest. So I don't exactly know. Hi Ronnie, how are you doing? Exactly know what we're going to talk about, but I'm going to take everybody off of mute. We got Paul Shields coming on next week, y'all. All right, hold on just a second. All right, can everybody hear me okay? I can hear you. Dennis? 
Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, schedule an appointment for Reiki if you need it. Plus, I got your bag over here. All right, so we got a couple things to cover first before we start Paranormal Roundtable. Um, David, do you want to talk about your raffle? Because yeah, you put this sure. raffle together. Yep, I'm doing a raffle. It's I'm raffling off a basic ghost hunter kit. We have a Panasonic voice recorder, a K2 meter, a laser grid with a tripod, and an SB7T ghost box, all in a case. It's over a $200 value. Uh, tickets are $5 a piece or 3 for $10, and the proceeds are going to Wounded Warriors and Tunnels to Towers Foundations, Go, going to the veterans and first responders. And okay, the drawing is going to be live on this show on September 20th. If you I do cash, credit cards, cash app, or PayPal. Just shoot me a message if you want any more um, information. That works for me. John Savage said he might be able to come on, so I went ahead and I sent him the link. So a beginner's ghost hunter kit. That that sounds like it's a couple of stages above where I'm at. Do you think it would overwhelm me? Excuse me? <laughs> I said it's a beginner's ghost hunting kit. That that sounds like it's a couple of stages above where I'm at. Do you think it would overwhelm me? I, I think even you can handle it. Awesome. Hi, Lucy. Just because of the, just because of the uh, charity that it's going to, I, I'd like a couple of tickets for it. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, speaking of charities and events, September twentieth at the Cabin on Three Sixty, um, Prop is going to host a investigation that all funds are going to um, the Kentucky and Western Virginia, not West Virginia, Western Virginia flood victims. That's um, August. Right now I think they've got 36 dead, so they definitely need some help. Um, so August 20th we're going to do that at the cabin on 360. Tickets are 30 bucks a person. We'll investigate the cabin, the brick rancher, and the woods, obviously, weather dependent as to how much time we spend in the woods. Um, but we've got locations out that direction that we're going to uh, track down. Gene and Ryan are both tracking notable um, charities that we can send the funds to, um, but all of it will go to the flood victims. That works. Hey, Gene. Hi, Gene. How are you? I like it, but I don't see him in, so, and I'm not getting notice of who's joining us. So, yeah, I'm I can see some. who chatted for parts of it. Yeah. I'm get. I see some of it. We. I can see a few people. Gene's. Gene's. Gene's on there. Yep. Yeah, so, again, yeah, for those that now, go ahead. Um, I got an email this week 
well, not an email, but I got a, a Facebook messenger this week asking me about a, like, Paranormal 101, uh, you know, how, how do I find a class or anything like that. And, you know, that was, it was kind of a, an eye-opener to me that, you know, there are people that are interested in getting into this field, but they really don't know how or where to turn to or who to trust. So I, I think I'm going to work it out with Ryan, and we're going to figure out a couple of dates, probably weeknights, and like you guys do with the Manor House. You know, Dave does kind of the paranormal 101, then you get a couple of hours of investigation. I think we're going to start doing the same thing at the cabin. Um, but most of them, most of her questions were, you know, I want to know what the equipment does, what equipment is needed, uh, you know, what am I actually looking for just because the bells and whistles go off, uh, you know, what, what does it mean? And it took me back to um, filming at Old House Woods, and I remember the, the distinct conversation with Don Wildman after everything was done and the cameras are away and put away. And he says, you know that, that little round light thing that we had out there that was going off? So what the hell does that thing actually mean? Like, is, it, is that telling me that there was a spirit standing right there with us? And it dawned on me at that point that there's a lot of people that just do not understand. They watch the shows, they see this gear, but they don't really know what it does, what it is, and how to interact with it. Hey, Seth, Tracy Ann's in there. Um, so I, I think we want to do the, the Paranormal 101, basically, and a, a, you know, some brief investigations at the cabin as well. And I'm going to make sure, David, and I'm going to rely on you to make this happen. I'll come down to Williamsburg to the Manor House. But I want to get a stack okay. of books, too. Okay. Um, you know, those that don't know, David, tell them about your book. Okay, uh, the book is Welcome to the World of Paranormal Investigations. It's a very basic book, uh, Paranormal 101. I go over the, the, the equipment, the basic equipment that you need, all the way up to the, the fun stuff. Hi, yeah, Tracy. Jerry's got a copy right there. Yeah, that's and, and, Go over go over some of the techniques and different things you're looking for. Look how cool <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, look up to Yeah, that and five dollars get you that and five dollars get you a cup of coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh see. John Stevens is holding his book up too. Tracy Ann, have yeah. a blast at dance class, would I? But yeah, I want to make sure that I've got your book on hand. Um, you know, it, it does it does a, a good job of the introductory. And you know, this young lady wants to travel up from North Carolina because she knows knows nobody down there or where to turn to. I think a lot of people are interested in it. I mean, we get a lot of people on the um, tour that are interested in it. And what's really nice, like with the Manor House, is that it's it's for people that want, like, I don't know how to explain it, like a safe place, if you will, um, because of the spirits there and some of the activity that goes on. 
I think it's pretty neat because you got kids too that are interested in it, and some of the kids today are a little bit more intellectual, if you will, like more, I don't know, advanced. The kid we had last night was very advanced for being a kid. Yeah. Extremely advanced for being a kid, almost like a little genius almost. And, you know, it's just really cool. Yeah, they're, they're definitely technologically advanced more so than we were at that age. But yeah. different Boy. generations. I mean, that old boy knew the breakdown of that equipment, like just the whole breakdown, and very, very intellectual and, like you said, tech, tech very tech-savvy, and I'm just like, wow, blown away. Hi, Yvonne. So. so yeah, watch the, uh, watch the, the Cabin on 360 Facebook page. You'll see when we start putting together the, uh, Paranormal 101s. We did it a couple of years ago, uh, pre-COVID, pre-lockdowns, whatever. And, you know, we didn't have a huge turnout, but it was still, you know, we had some pretty cool people show up, and they had a blast. And I think that's what it's about. I mean, if you want to engage John Doe into the paranormal other than, you know, watch TV, you know, you put the gear in their hands, it makes it a little more intriguing to them and especially when they get activity that makes it more fun and you know just like you guys when you do the manor house tours and whatnot you put the gear in their hands and tell them have at it maybe even find your own ghost yeah 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 and last night it was a lot of fun because it was more of it, it makes it fun when you're in it. You let them do their thing, and you're kind of watching them, you know, to to make sure that they're doing some things correctly. Um, and the group last night was really cool because they were a very interactive group. It they wasn't, you know, they high energy and very interested in that field. So that that's what makes the tours with David a lot of fun is some of the people that come on it. That's definitely yeah. the reason why I've been doing it as long as I have. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's neat. Some of the questions that they ask give us a new thought and a new line of thought as to which way to go with our questioning. So I, I think it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah, fun get... with it. I got to make fun of David and pick on him all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last night we had, we had um, a good time, and... One of the things um, when the tour was over on the, the, you know, we went upstairs and uh, we did the ghost hunting and used the equipment. We was using the SB7 box. And, you know, I told the little boy, he was so cute because he was talking into it like a radio. So that was really cute. But he was like, I told him, I was like, one of the things that you want to do when you're on an investigation is you do want to, or you're ghost hunting, you do want to introduce yourself um, you know, because you're meeting somebody new, right? And as soon as I said this, this man gets on the SB7 box and says, yep. <laughs> so I, it's on a clear-cut EVP. And the little boy, he was like, oh, my God, he just said yes. And I was like, that's right. You see, when you introduce yourself. So it, it that his eyes lit up like a Christmas tree on that one. You couldn't get anything better than that. So I, I'm sending it. I'm letting David go ahead. I'm going to bring it to him tomorrow so he can download it and make a video out of it because that was just a clear cut. Yep. Hi, Kimberly. 
Hey, Kimmy. And the, uh, what the hell is going on? Why would you be asking us, sweetheart? You know I have no damn clue what's going on. I never do. And the mushroom <laughs> in the group. And the mushroom in the group. They keep me in the dark, feed me bullshit, and hope I grow. <laughs> One day I want to be like that dude, John Stevens, man. He's got the link on everything and knows everything. That's right. Yeah, we can work the rest of our life and not be good as John Stevens. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's true. I'm not as young. I'm not as good looking. I'm not as intelligent. Why in the hell am I even here? <laughs> <laughs> I remember correctly, John Stevens just, he did write down in here that I think he felt a day younger than you or a year younger somewhere in here. In his comments, because y'all's yeah, birthdays are back to back. A year older than Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty ninth. His is thirtieth. Yeah. His was yeah. I feel a year older than Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time to leave. Don't you dare, John. You're the star that puts this <laughs> shit show together. <laughs> We're just having yeah. fun. But so yeah. Art. You know, you guys have got some pretty laid-back spirits at uh, the manor house. We've got some pretty laid-back spirits in the cabin. Obviously, for a 101, I certainly wouldn't want to take them into the basement in the Brick Rancher, but it has happened. Um, well, it depends on they pick you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I, I, I think it would be good to – introduce maybe a new clientele to the paranormal. I mean, they all, before we got into it, we had a shit ton of questions. And that kind of pushed us to get into it. And there's so many people that's in the way of where we are right now or that are in in the path of where we are right now, but they have to start in that same step that we had of, what goes on? What, what what is there? You know what they want the questions answered. So we'll see what we get. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on a different note, so this weekend I get to take a road trip. I get to hit one of my bucket list locations. Where are we Ohio going? State Reformatory. Nice. Ohio State Reformatory. Now, here's the irony of this. I think it was last Saturday, Sunday. I, I don't know. I pull up DVR, look at um, saved shows and whatnot, and the GA crew was, they had a, a, a like four episodes back-to-back or whatever, and all of a sudden it pops Um Missouri State Penitentiary, and I'm headed there in September. But before that, I caught the tail end of an episode of Ohio State Reformatory, and I'm like, all right, this is way more than coincidence. There's a reason both of these episodes are coming on when I'm planning these locations. That's just bizarre shit. So, it is. Yes. 
But it's like, I don't know, you know, the, the, the universe throws a bunch of shit our way, and if you ain't paying attention, man, you'll get run over in a, in a heartbeat. But, yeah, I get to yeah. go check out this weekend to Ohio State Penitentiary, and then in September I'm going with the Haunted Nights crew and check out Missouri State Pen. So, yes, That's- John, it is a great group of people. I've got there's Twisted going covert, Middletown, um, uh, FPRI, uh, who else is going? I think that's it. But it, it, this will definitely be a good time. I'll keep you all posted, and at some point I'll, I'll try to go live. I don't know what my signal will be like. or I don't know. If, I've heard some rumors that they don't allow you to go live without an extra charge. I don't know. I think that if that is the case, I think that's bullshit, but I'll find out. Right. You can always ask for forgiveness for the information. <laughs> Do what? You can always ask for forgiveness for permission. Oh, trust me. I've done that many, many times in my life. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely I, – I don't know if you have to – I know some places that tell you you're not allowed to go live. Like, really? I – it's my ass. It's my airwaves. I'll do what I want with it. And if I want to go live on Facebook, then guess what? I'm going live. And if you don't have a giant sign up and I don't sign a waiver that says I can't go live without an additional fee, then we're going live, folks. That I know when I, was, uh, when, I, when I was in Moundsville in West Virginia, I tried going live and being inside the um, prison itself. There's too much interference. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe that's the problem with this one. But I know I'm going into the hole, um, especially Missouri State Penitentiary. The hole is supposed to be one of the most active locations. Of course, now I think any prison that you go to, and hey, Brother John Wells, by the way, y'all, that's my brother from another mother. I love that man to death. But I think... You know, everybody says, oh, the most active place in the, in the whole place is the, the hole. Well, it doesn't surprise me. It's a, typically, it's a tiny place. It's underground. It's some of the most brutal activity imaginable took place in there. Well, yeah, duh, it's going to be the most active place. So we'll find out. And I, I should, you know what, I think I'm going to do it right here. Um, I want to start a poll, and let's see how many times I get either F you or called an asshole while I'm at the prison. Because we both at know the there's prison. going to be many of them. Yeah, I'm 30-ish plus times on that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's always a challenge. I, I don't know why. I, I seem to get that so often, <laughs> even where I've never been. Yeah, but I no. can't figure out why. I mean, I mean, you're an asshole to an extent. Well, John, it's not a matter of start calling me an asshole now. That's been going on for years. Um, but yeah. here's the funny one. Uh, see, it's even Shayla's. They're the one. She's going with 25. Um, but so I had friends that had 
well, I can't say friends. They were followers that had gone to numerous investigations with me. Like we did Pamplin, they were there. We did Henricus, they were there. They did a few different ones at the cabin with us. And then they disappeared for a couple of months. And I asked him when they showed up at the cabin again, where y'all been, man? We've missed you. And he's like, oh, you know, we decided to look, John Stevens, 372. You're probably closest, my friend. <laughs> but they're like, oh, we did some trips, and we went and checked out Eastern State Penitentiary, and we went to Ohio State Penitentiary. Hey, did you know you're famous? Well, no. I mean, I'm known, but I don't know that I would say famous. And he goes, oh, no. We were at Ohio State Penitentiary, and we're talking to people, and we said that we had been several times. Somehow or another, the cabin on 360 got mentioned, and there was an EVP that came across and said, Dennis, asshole. And I went, you got to be shitting me. Six, six. And he's like, nope, I swear to God. And I went, well... Okay, but they captured an EVP calling me an asshole from Ohio State Penitentiary, and I've never set foot on the grounds. So You're famous. I guess if that's what makes me famous, being called an asshole by spirit, then okay, I'm good with that. You're, you're famous in the astral realm as being an asshole. You see, that part... Well, and that part I can understand because, um, I mean, I'm the one that gets called in when people get spiritual attached. I'm the one that gets called in when they have activity in their home and I have to cleanse it and bless it. So I'm the one that has to be the asshole to spirits. So it, it's no shock to me that I'm, you know, famous, infamous, as Shayla says, in the spirit world. It makes sense to me. But what it does do is make me have more questions than I ever thought I would of what's the connection between spirits where I've been, which is mostly here locally in Virginia. I've been, well, I've been to Connecticut. I've been to New York. I've been to Pennsylvania and investigated places there, West Virginia. I've never been to Ohio, but what's the connection between the spirits in Ohio and all those other states that I've been to that they all of a sudden in Ohio, the spirit realm thinks I'm an asshole too. So what's their communication system? Because I know it can't be Verizon because I drop signal way too fucking much. Yeah, it can't be Verizon. I don't know. Maybe they all just communicate with each other and are like, hey, look out for this asshole Dennis Eslock. They might be coming to a location near you. Right. Go mess with him. Exactly. I, I think it's interesting as hell that the spirit realm is able to communicate from halfway across the country and talk about the same individual when they've never met them. You know what would be something real interesting? Like we have all these ghost teams from all over the place, I mean all over the world. What would be really cool is if they go out there and do an investigation if they do what I do, if I'm going to a new location, I will always ask, do you know Dennis S. Locked? And I wondered how that would work with these different teams out there because there's so many. Like, like I got a couple. I got one in Australia that I'm sure if I wrote him and I said, Mark, the next time you go on an investigation in Australia, can you please see if they know Dennis S. Locked and see if they'll get something on an EVP? You know what I mean? Just to see how far that goes. 
That would be funny as shit. It would kind of freak I me out. Be, I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie. Gonna... It would kind of freak me out. I think it would be kind of cool. Well, I mean, that goes right along with um, my team was investigating the Masonic Lodge here in Chaco Bottom in Richmond. And simultaneously, there was a team investigating a lodge in Fredericksburg that's over an hour away. And I tried to get spirit at the lodge we were at to give a word to lodge in Fredericksburg. And, you know, at, you know, at exactly 9 p.m., go dead silent, have recorders running. I'm going to give a word and ask them to transmit it to you guys. And at 9.05, you ask them to transmit a word to me. And I had five uh, voice recorders going at 9.05, and I captured something on three out of five. Well, what that told me was they were able to transmit to my recorders. I just couldn't make it out. They didn't capture anything up there. But I thought it was kind of cool that there was communication almost immediately from Fredericksburg to Richmond through voice recorders because we were dead silent at 9.05, and they were talking in Fredericksburg asking their spirits there to give a message to ours. So I, I thought it was kind of cool. That is cool. We'll have to try yeah. that. That's, that's, that is cool. Shayla said ghost groupies. Lucy said they travel through portals with Maros to talk about Dennis. And Gina, of course, Dennis Eslock is is on the ghost version of America's most wanted list in the other realm. Spooky's most wanted. <laughs> yeah, but that's but yeah, that's you know, I, I did a reading I did a reading for a woman. She reached out to me and asked if I could contact a loved one for her that had passed. And immediately I started getting answers from this male. And he presented himself to me. I described him as I saw him. And it turned out that it was her dad. And she asked me, well, why does it feel like he's here sometimes and other times he's not? And I said, well, he's not always with you. Sometimes he does go to Florida and he visits your brother and his other two grandchildren, and then he comes back to visit you. And she just went dead silent for a minute or so, and I asked her if she was all right. And she goes, I don't know how you know about my brother and, and his children, but that makes perfect sense. He has two sons, and, and you know, so... But what it told me was spirits able to basically be from A to B in a blink. I I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. That is really cool. We linked up four sites and yeah. Kind of like you said, it kind of it kind of you kind of wonder what their communication system is. Really, I, I think it, I think it's fascinating, and you know, just like we've all seen Patrick Swayze in the movie Ghost, I think that movie, in all honesty, was closer to reality than even the writers believe. 
I agree with you on that because a lot of people when when people want to know about some of my experiences, that's the movie that I use as an example because that's about as good, particularly to talk to y'all damn night and play muffled when you're not giving your message like you're supposed to. It's literally, hey, you're going to get the message and you got to deal with that all night long. And like I said, that's about as close as you can get to what you know what those experiences are. And I mean, the one the one that I utilize the most is he's able to interact with um, Demi Moore towards the end after it had been explained to him how to do it. Hi, Jeanette. Um, but he couldn't do it at the very beginning. Well, just like when you and I came into this realm, we couldn't walk or talk. We could only absorb information. And they do the right. same on that side, I think. I think there's a, a learning curve, so to speak, on how to transmit their thoughts or feelings or emotions or whatever from that side of the veil to our side of the veil. Uh, and like in the subway when he was trying to flick the bottle cap and he just couldn't do it, and finally the other spirit came over and told him, you really have you have to put your energy into it. You have to focus, concentrate. And then he was able to do it. I think it's a learning curve. Once they cross from this side of the veil to that side of the veil, if they're not instructed or if they don't learn that, they can't communicate with us or they can't manipulate the environment or anything else. I think it's all a learning curve. And as they're there longer, you know, that's why you don't hear the the spirits of, I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes you do. But if you try to communicate with somebody that passed within the past 10 years, it's very difficult and very seldom that you get a response. But if you talk to, you know, Civil War era or pre-Civil War, then you get a lot more. And I, I think it's a matter of um, that learning curve. You can do that, yeah. And then it makes you wonder, all right, you know how some people are in tune with, you know, we're in tune with stuff, energy and vibration. So when we pass, is it going to be easier for us or is it going to be a learning curve for us too? when we're on that other side of the Well, all right, so I have a couple of very dear friends that um, a tragic loss, he took her life and then his. Um, about six weeks later, I had his family with me, and they asked if I could contact him. And Mark was on numerous TV shows and he was quoted as being the you know, world-renowned EVP specialist. If anybody knew how to interact through EVP, it was Mark. Um, and I sat on the bluff at Henrikus Park and I had a full-out conversation with him. I still have it on recording. And it's with three of his family members that you know, immediately when I did playback and they heard his voice, they knew exactly who was talking to him. It wasn't a guess. It was all three jaws hit the table and they went, oh, my God, that's Mark. So I think us understanding how this works, I think us understanding how the technology works 
I think we have a leg up over John Doe that doesn't understand any of this. As far as the vibration and the energy, we already know how to focus ours and put it to that side. What would be, you know, how much different will it be for us to put our energy and focus from that side back to this side? That's just a thought. I think it'd be kind of cool, but the only way we're going to find out is, you know, dead. I'm not in a rush to get there. Yeah. Out of here. That was just a thought. Good. I mean, we can travel in other realms. Well, I mean, you do remote views same as I do. We travel in a different realm to do that. And Kimberly is able to astral project and be in a different realm. So why couldn't we do it? Yeah, that's true. Good question for you, Okay, I've heard here recently people talking about making spirits leave, leave a location or make them cross over, whatever you want to call it. I've always been under the belief that God or whoever your higher power you believe in in my case, God, that God gives you free will in death as he does in life. How can somebody make you leave? Because there's people that they can do this or say they can do this. I don't know. I've never witnessed it. Well, I've I, I've got a couple of thoughts on that. Um there's one theory that says the, the living's energy trumps the dead, which means they kind of have to bend towards our rules. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, but I know I, I have performed crossings. I've done cleansings and blessings numerous times. And I can move spirit from a location, and I can help them. I can't cross them. I can help them cross and what I mean by I can't do it but I can help them I ask so right so I've been blessed in five different religions and three different beliefs so when it comes time for me to do a crossing um, perfect example um, I think it's your mic that's buzzing horribly David um, but there was a young girl at a location that they knew was getting ready to be raised and I explained to her when I was there that they're going to level this home. This home is going to be torn down. What we captured on an EVP and what I heard myself through um, my mediumship abilities was where do I go? And I said I'm going to try to help you with that. So what I did is I opened up a prayer session. I asked St. Michael and St. Christopher to stand at my back and protect me and, and help me with this. And then I asked them to bring forth any of her family that is in God's light and help take her home. And I explained to the little girl spirit that was there that your family is coming and it's safe to go with them and you're welcome to leave with them. But that's what you need to do. Your family is here. They've missed you all this time, and you can now go with them. 
but having St. Michael and St. Christopher at my back to protect me, letting her know that St. Michael and St. Christopher are there to help her and her family is there to help her. That was what I believe helped her cross on. We, we were able to investigate that location three times later on. Um, four or five times prior to this, we had investigated there and always captured her voice on EVP. And after I did this uh, prayer session trying to send her home, we never got another female response when asking for this little girl. Now, does that mean she went? No. I, I don't know. I would like to believe. And you could definitely feel the energy in the room lighten. But I pray that that is what happened, is that she was able to go home and her family came and took her home. Is that a guaranteed? No, nothing in this is guaranteed. But we can hope and pray that that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but if if she didn't want to go, you couldn't have made her go, though, right? Is that why I'm understanding? Exactly. I can't make them go. I can push my energy at them, and I can act as a bully towards them, and I can push my energy at them. But just like a bully, they can stick their finger back up at me and go, that's off, man. You can't push me. I can push them, but I can't force them into the light. I can I can call my saints forward. I can call my guides forward. And I can ask them to drag them away. But I can't but make that spirit leave. Because it, somebody say and I can't remember where it was it might have been on TikTok so I say that they make a spirit crossover make them I don't see how you go out of this room. I don't know how and I don't know I don't, I don't understand how that could happen if they have free will well look I can tell you any damn thing I want to say I can tell right. you that I can physically take a spirit by the hand and drag their ass kicking and screaming through the light. That doesn't make it real. Right, okay. That's, it just that's means that that's what I... Yeah, and look, look, here's my problem with most of the people on TikTok. If you watch them, they've got their PayPal out there, they've got their Venmo out there, they've got their um, pay link or whatever out there. And they're trying to convince you that I have this divine connection to the spirit world and you need a reading and I'm the one that can do it because I can do all of these things. Send me your money and I'll show you what I can do. Well, I remember a dude one time. What the hell was his name? Oh, yeah, David Koresh. Um, I am the second coming. And then there was another guy. What the hell was his name? He had people drink purple Kool-Aid. And then there was another one in Johannesburg. See, I can tell you any damn thing I want to tell you. Whether you believe it or not, or whether it is true or not, are worlds apart. Just because 
they say, I can cross a spirit, I can force them over, doesn't mean they can. Now, I have threatened that I will have your ass dragged into the light, which I will, but it doesn't mean I can. I'm going to do my best to do it, though. I'll be right back. Got it. I'll be right back. Oh, boy. Where are you going? (laughs) I've I've got to stand up a second. I slipped and fell today. Oh. Did slip on the ice? Filled out of your margarita? She bruised her ass. Oh. She got a no-no on her bobo. (laughs) She got a boom-boom on her bum-boom. Yep. people here recently say how they can make make it even I just don't see it because <laughs> I, I believe that God gives them free will they can cross over and come back anytime they want and I believe they can however um, let's see so if I look at the viewers list right now Gene Wells John Wells, um, Vanessa has seen me do this. Uh, Kimberly is aware of what I can do. Um, there, they are enough evidence that I have ability. That does not mean that I have the ability to push a spirit to the light. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer, and I've said it for. A decade. If you're an asshole in life, you're an asshole in death. And if a spirit is an asshole and they're hell-bent and determined that they're staying here, I can do everything within my power. I can ask my guides to come and pull them. I can ask their family to come forward. I can even go so far as to ask God to remove them from my bubble. But that doesn't mean that spirit's going into the light, and it doesn't mean they're going to go face their final uh, judgment because I don't have that power. Only God can do that. When God says it's time for you to come back here, then that's when you'll go back there. Yeah. Yeah, because um, one night we were in the basement of the manor house, Jerry and I, and we were doing an Estes. And then Jerry, she went off in what I call her metaphysical la-la land. And we were talking to one where I asked, why are you still here? Or said, I first asked, uh, do you want to cross over? He said, no. I asked, why? He said, I did that. And that, that, told, that right there told me that. They can do what they want. They can cross over if they want. They don't have to cross over if they don't want to. And you're not going to, I don't, like you just said, they're not going to make them cross over. You might get your, get the saints to pull them across, but I think they'll come back. And and I think they have that option. Um, you know, 
I've done cleansings and blessings on homes before where I had to return, and I know damn well it's the same spirit that I interacted with the previous time come right back. And, you know, I, I think it all boils down to, like you said, God gives us free will. When it comes time for me to die, I'm not going into the light. I have, there are 12 viewers right now, and I know out of that 12, probably six of them are going to be haunted by me just to give them a hard time. And if I go in the light, yeah, exactly. But I know if if I go into the light and I'm not able to come back and torment them, I'm not going to the light. I want to be able to go give my friends a hard time. That's, that's what I've promised them I will do. And you two are both getting haunted. Why? Just because. From time to time, you're going to go, hey, Dennis, are you with us? Can you talk to the red light? Fuck you. You're going to know I'm there. He's <laughs> coming after us. Hey, I mean... I, Look, I haven't – here's the thing. All right, so there's – Steve Huff fires up his ghost portal box every time some celebrity dies, and he's like, oh, I, I talked to Robin Williams, or I talked to Betty White, or I talked to this – and everybody's like, oh, my God, what a disrespectful piece of shit. I expect you to come look for me when I die. I want within five minutes of you finding out that I passed away – I want recorders in both hands going, Dennis, talk to us. <laughs> and I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. I think it's a matter of I have spent at this point, all right, so it was about 40 years ago that I did my first EVP session. Didn't even know what the hell it was called. But I've spent you know, four decades wondering about that side and, and trying to capture them on tape and trying to capture them on video and trying to capture them on audio. God, if anybody understands how to do an EVP, it's going to be me. So when I die, come talk to me. Try to see what we can do. Can we cross that veil? Can we talk to each other? Because if I'm able to give you EVPs, I promise I'm giving EVPs. I can see it now. At your service, it's going to be full of paranormal both their voice recorders out trying to get you. And I'm perfectly good with that, but here's the bad part. There's not going to be a service. Um, but when I die, I'm getting cremated, and my ashes will be taken back to Ohio to where the rest of my family is, mom, dad, my brother, and my grandfather. Um with a little bit of ashes saved that Hope can put somewhere close by that she can go visit me without the hassle. But I don't think location is as critical as intent. I think if you have the intent to communicate with someone and they have the intent that they're going to communicate back to you, I don't think distance or location is the issue. And David, try unplugging your mic and plug it back in because I got a very bad humming noise in my ears. And it stopped. Better? Yeah. Much better. We got rid of that noise. Uh, 
I'll mm-hmm. bring pizza. He's gonna bring so John Stevens will bring the pizza. <laughs> no, John says if you bring pizza to the event, yeah. he will be there dead or alive. That's awesome. Yeah. John, I promise I will have pizza at events from here on out. But <laughs> yeah, and you know, Kimberly says she's going to grow a tree, so I'm assuming she means the pod that you plant the the body or ashes, whatever in. Um yeah, I that's how you get haunted for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to get cremated. My ashes will go on my on my family grave. But yeah, I mean, I I want people to try to talk to me. You know, for for forty forty damn years, I've I have tried to prove the existence of ability to communicate from one side to the other, and I've tried right. to find out, you know, what is it from that side. All right, so I've asked a thousand times, are you able to communicate with family once you've passed on? And I've been given both answers, yes and no. So now I don't know. You know, the first answer I got was yes. And I went, phenomenal. I can talk to you and visit family and loved ones. And then the next time I investigated and I asked that same question, I got told no. Like, fuck, so which is it? I can or I can't? I can or I can't? It felt like I was in the Army all over again. Hurry up, wait, hurry up, wait. I can, I can't, I can, I can't. Shit, I don't know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm on that side, we're going to have answers. Dennis, can you talk to us? Bicycle. (laughs) I, I got bicycle. What the fuck does that mean? That means Dennis is being an asshole still on that side. Yeah, I'm just going to say, hey, asshole, talk to me. I know you're here. Yeah, I mean, it's all entertainment value. I mean, when when all is said and done, no matter what we've done on this side, on this plane of existence, we're going to have to answer to it eventually. I don't care what (laughs) religion you're in. I don't care what your beliefs are, your political beliefs, your religious beliefs. Everything that you've done on this side, you have to answer to. So when I get to that side, I want to be able to tell my friends back on this side what that side is like, if I'm allowed. Now, I think there is kind of an unknown rule book, so to speak, because if, if what we understand is true, and that that side is so beautiful. We're not supposed to know that on this side, because when this side isn't so beautiful anymore, we're going to look towards that side. Right. And we're going to want to be on that side so much easier and so much more readily that I think suicide would spike. And that goes against everything that God said we're allowed to do. So I don't think we're supposed to know everything or much about that side. The side of the dead, Kimberly. Yeah, but that's true. You know, I, I had the pleasure of listening to, um, God, I can't remember his name now. But he gave a presentation at Chicago Ghost Conference when I went out to speak to that. And he explained what it was like for him during his near-death experience, Chris Fleming. Um, 
And he said that what he witnessed and saw during his near-death experience when he was on the table, um, what he saw was the most beautiful pasture, the most beautiful green grass. The flowers were the most vibrant color. He could feel the what the flower felt as the bee landed on it to gather pollen. And then he felt the most shocking pain he's ever had in his life when they hit the paddles on his chest and brought him back. He said, but... In that moment, while I was there, it was the most peaceful, beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I think if we all knew that that's what we had to look forward to, then a lot of them that don't have the strong internal fortitude wouldn't stay on this side much anymore. They would want Mm -hmm. to be on that side so much more readily. And I don't think that's what God wants for us. I think God wants us here to learn our lessons and be a good person. Even though your life sucks today, tomorrow you might be at the right place at the right time and save a a child's life or something. There is something good planned for all of us. You just have to be there at that time. True. And if you take yourself out out of the playbook, you can't be there for that moment that God has set up for you to be someone else's hero. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you might feel like a, a zero today, but tomorrow you're going to come upon a car crash or a burning building or or something, and you get to be the hero, and that's what God has set aside for you. We all have moments that God yeah. has set aside for us that we are going to be the hero and we have made someone else's life that much easier, if even for a moment, or we've saved their life. We're not supposed to come here and at our own free will decide when we go home. True. True. You know, I I just... I just think that, you know, I've had too many friends that have taken their own lives, my brother being one of them. And I think there was so much in this world meant for him that he was supposed to do and be and see and and help with that he missed out on and others missed out on him being here that I think when he chose to take his own life, I, I think he shorted many people out of what, he was supposed to be in their life. Right. So I don't think we're supposed to know, as Kimberly says, we're not supposed to know everything. No. And gosh, our time. Just little tidbits. Yeah, our time is just like we got less than 50 seconds left on blog talk. That's it. Fucking Dennis doesn't shut up. What an asshole. No, you're, no, you're good. I just I think this has been great. Time flies by so quick when you're when a, when conversations and things are so interesting. It's just like you get in that moment, and then it's like I'm going because I'm trying to switch over to the switchboard, and I'm like, damn it! I saw David you three minutes, and now I got 23 seconds yet, but that's on blog talk. I could end the Ron blog Savage, talk. I hope you feel better, brother. 
Yeah. That's John yeah, Savage, we know you'll be with I'm gonna I'm gonna get off of the blog talk part, but let me keep StreamYard on real quick. Everybody that's on the air with mm-hmm. Blog Talk, we appreciate y'all tuning in to the show and next week we'll have um Paul Shields on. But I don't want to cut into Vanessa's time. Hope ending this part. Let's see. I gotta no. Hey when I do stupid stuff. Real stupid stuff.
Let's see here. Wait till the song is completely over. All right. I'm going to start the stream yard now. There you go. What is up, all you freaks out there? This is Ryan. I had to do a little, wait a little bit because I'm doing stream yard now. Get my camera up on stream. There we go. And uh, I use a song that is copyrighted on my blog talk intro. Thank you to Juice Newton for that wonderful song, Angel of the Morning. Love it. Sometimes I got to stop myself from singing along to it during the intro because nobody wants to hear that. Um, but we are live here on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. We are live on the uh, my Facebook page, the Freaking Awesome Show Facebook page, and YouTube. So also we're here on Blog Talk. Hope everyone's having a great night. This is reflecting in my glasses there. Let me see here. Awesome. So hope everyone's having a good Tuesday night. Tell you what, last Sunday, Howie Odell was doing the Orion Effect at the cabin on 360. And about 42, 43 minutes into his show, they have a, they had a special guest come by. Um, it was Howie and his co-host Rhonda, and they had two other people on the show, and they were talking about one of the one of the, one of the uh, guests' book. And Howie had asked if um, if uh, her friend whoever was on the show with with her, if if um, he had any influence on one of the characters in, in his book. Now all of a sudden you hear this this voice come out of nowhere, very deep, like gravelly voice, like someone who smoked like a buttload of cigarettes, come through and said something about seeing the light, clear as day. And you could tell when it happened that it caught them completely by surprise. They're like, What 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 was that? And they look at they looking at each other and then, you know, they asked the guests if it was them, if they had done it. You know, if it, if it was, you know, they had played a uh, played a sound clip, or if someone had come on, like in the background or something, they were like, "I have no idea what the hell." So it was really weird. We had, um, if you don't know, I'm here at Camp Hanover right now. I am in here. I'm in the healthcare center. This is um like the second to last show I'll be here, but um last weekend we had a bunch of um people from Camp Hanover come out to the cabin last night. They had great energy, a lot of fun. I think that they had a good time. They had a lot of cool experiences happen. And they, they just brought a new, very positive energy to the um, to the cabin. I don't know why, if that hasn't had any effect on it, but, yeah. It, I've had people come through. Um, I remember a few years ago, I was doing a show with Holly, uh, and it was just me and her talking. All of a sudden, this guy came comes through on like, and and says something. I don't know what he said, but I don't know if it's if it's like disturbance or I don't know what 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 causes it to happen. But it was really weird, you know. And uh, the fact that it happened at the cabin, I, I've never actually gotten anything like that, like that guy's voice before. Um, nothing deep like that. But then again, he could just, he could just, 
can even talk. He could have been just passing through at the same time. So, I mean, I don't know for sure what happened. But, yeah, if you have a chance, go check out the show. I mean, we should watch the show anyways because it's good. But, you know, if you get you have a chance and you, you fast scroll through, go to the Facebook page or Ryan Effect Facebook page, go to the video, scroll through to like, I'd say 41 minutes because I don't know exactly the right time. But, uh, yeah, it was um, definitely interesting. And it's just another cool thing to have happens at the cabin on 360, you know. I, I want to give Howie a shout-out and let, let people know to definitely – Definitely go check it out. Um, speaking of the Cabin on 360, we have an event August 20th. Um, we've got a public investigation, and uh, my friend Gene Wells brought to brought it to our attention that there was a huge flood down in Kentucky, which I, I knew about. But you know, being here at camp, I don't really keep track of like what's going on too much. Um, but there's huge flood. A lot of people lost um, everything down there. So we decided that we were going to, instead of just having a public investigation and, um, you know, doing that, we're going to have a fundraiser instead. And we're going to send the money we get from the investigation down to help the folks down in Kentucky and, or, you know, Southwest Virginia, whoever needs it. Um, so we're going to do that on the 20th. I'm trying to figure out how, if you know, if we could bring, say, we get people to bring clothes or something, how to get the donations down to Kentucky or down there. Like, sending people need food and clothing and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out how how to how to work that out. Uh, I don't know where to take it or you know, or what to do about that but you know we'll, we'll figure out you know we got the money we can send it to the red cross or something we're trying to find, find a place that's you know reputable that's going to take the money and give it to the people who need it and not end up in some like weird bureaucrat's hand or some or something like that so <sighs> if you come out to the cabin obviously you know we're you know, it's an active place um and you'll have a good experience. We have, we'll have all the equipment you guys need to investigate. We'll have all the cool stuff, all the gadgets and fun goodies that, you know, that you, uh, the, 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 the people, people see on the television and stuff. So, plus it's fun. You know, you hang out with some good people. You know, Dennis does a great job with the um, history. And, you know, it's, we try to treat everyone who comes out to the cabin like family, the good kind of family. Not the kind of family you don't want you to try to avoid. So, anywho, that's what's going on over here. Um, tonight we've got uh, Vanessa Hogel back on the show, and she just wrote a book. She wrote a book called They Would Have Burned Me. I'm pretty sure that's in reference to witches. It would have burned me. This book right here, one, two, three, four. Uh, is this maybe her sixth book? That is crazy. That is wild. And she just she's super busy and she has time to write books. And I I gotta take some advice from her on how to like structure my time better. Man, 
just looking at her at her website here. And she does she's part of uh Perfect Trucks Perfect Trust Productions here. You know what? I'm tired of babbling on. Let's go ahead and just put her on the show. What do you think? Let's do that. Hello. Hello. Welcome back <laughs> to the freak show. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I am I am um just it is like being here. It's just like one thing after another. Uh, you know, I'll be I'll be better. I'll be more like in focus when I'm back at my own house. You know. Yeah. But I get it's always, it's always, <laughs> it's always difficult when you're when you're not in your in your comfort zone. You know. Oh no, I, I completely agree. Uh, that that is the very reason that I am sitting inside my comfort zone right now. Mm-hmm. In my jammies with wet hair. <laughs> because I was so glad this wasn't video because I'm like, yeah, I, no, nobody needs to see that. <laughs> nobody yeah, needs to see that. Uh, especially at like 9 o'clock, you want to relax. You don't want to worry about, you know, what people would, you know, you just want to call in, have a good, you don't need, you know, you don't need to worry about like trying to look good. Not that you need to worry about that anyways, because you already look good. But oh, well, thank I mean you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's just uh it's just more relaxing doing it on the uh on the phone, you know? So I I could not agree more and that way Cha Cha can sit here next to me and I can love on her while I'm doing the show and people can just, just know that I have a fabulous eighteen year old Chihuahua here. So they don't need to see her because she gets kind of camera shy. Um, oh, because I was listening before you pulled me mm-hmm. before you pulled me on. Seven books. <laughs> seven books. Oh, wow. it's seven oh, books. Wow. One coloring book. I've been published in four other books that that are not mine, but my stories have been published in them. And uh, this last, but 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 this last book they would have burned me includes. Mm-hmm. Four of my previous Amazon bestsellers plus new material. So you're essentially getting five books in one. It's almost 600 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a collection. Huh? Plus a little little bit extra. Hold on one second. You're cutting out on me. Okay. I had you on on speakerphone. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's... That's awesome. Oh, thank you. And it's, let me explain the title, if, if that's okay, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, this is your title. The, the whole reason that I, that I titled it that way is because of its content. Because let's mm-hmm. face it, you know, 100, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, everything that I talk about in this book would have had me in, in one of a multitude of things, either imprisoned um, institutionalized or dead. I mean, it, 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 that's a fact. Yeah. You know, when you talk about being able to communicate with spirits, you go back 200 years ago, you know, just like some of my ancestors, and yeah, you would have been persecuted, prosecuted, and, and probably executed. Um, when you talk about witchcraft, which I'm a practitioner, I'm not like a public practitioner. I don't 
post my spells on Facebook or anything like that because it's very private to me, you know. Um, and for people that do, you, you go for it. You do you, boo. But for me, I don't do that because it's mine, you know. It, that's not something I have to share with everybody. Um, but I have that in there for those who are just now finding their, their way and trying to, to, to fully understand or comprehend what their own path is. So I give examples of mine. Would have had me killed. <laughs> you know, I talk about tarot reading and, and how I do it and the different ways that I've learned and this, that, and the other. Would have had me killed. You know, they would have burned me for all the different things that are in these books because each one of those previous four bestsellers are in this book in their entirety. They are not cut short. So it's got it all. It's got all the stuff about Cabin on 360 in it. It's got about my um, my travels to England and Scotland. It's got all of that in there. And uh, so all of those things would have definitely made me an outcast, hence the title. So it's that, that was the whole purpose behind naming it that. And mm-hmm. I struggled, Ryan. I struggled for months trying to figure out what the heck to call this darn bit, you know? And when that came to me, I knew that was it. And I designed the book cover and everything, which took took a cool minute, I'm not going to lie to you. And I didn't even realize when I designed it that it actually looks like a person burning on the front of the book. Didn't even realize that. That was sheer Happy luck. Hmm? It's, an, it's a happy accident, I guess. It really was because that was that was sheer luck. That was sheer luck. That wasn't intentional whatsoever. But um, but yeah, it's got it's got all that stuff in it. It has uh, from uh, back with walking with ghosts. It has the um, all the stuff that y'all wrote mm-hmm. about your experiences in investigating with me. It's got all that in it. I'd forgotten you know, about so, that. I know, right? So it's it's one of those things where, you know, people might say, oh, my goodness, Vanessa, you're charging $36 for a book. It's $36 for five books. That's if a, I would have charged, is, yeah. You charge, charge yeah. more for that. All the work I, I, I could have. I could have, but you, you've known me for a long time, and I am all about inclusion. And I don't – I didn't yeah. want to price people out of buying this book just so I could make a bigger profit on it. I even, I, I I had wanted so bad to have color photos in it. But mm-hmm. those color photos would have cost so much money that I would have had to have priced people out of being able to afford this book. So I chose to go ahead and do them in black and white so that it, so that I could take it from, Almost a seventy dollar book down to thirty six dollars. Yeah, it would have been tough for people to spend seven bucks on a book. Um, so I think you probably made the best, the right decision, especially these days with everything costing so much more money. I mean, it oh, absolutely, been it. absolutely. So if I could make it cheaper for people, I was absolutely going to do that. But that yeah. having been said. The paperback copy of this book is only going to be available for one year. After well, that, I'm pulling it. 
you know, is there is there is there a hardcover cover cover um like copy of the book too, or is it just gonna be paperback? Um, there's paperback and there's Kindle. If I was to do okay. a, a hardback, it, it would, would be, be it would be too much money. Yeah, it would be something like you you buy and just like kind of keep on the bookshelf and take down every once in a while for for referencing purposes. You know, because it'll well, be you know. Well, and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. You actually said the word that's really important to me, reference. Essentially, that's what this book is, is reference material. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I was so candid in all of these books, including the newest additions to it. I was so candid in my experiences and my feelings and, and how I deal with the paranormal and how I deal with my, my, hell, my personal life's in there. You know how it is. You, you, you yeah. get all up in my business. You're ending up in a book, so tread lightly, <laughs> okay? I mean, yeah. that's with <laughs> any author, not just me. Yeah. You know, but essentially that's what it is, is reference material, because my whole goal in everything I do in regards to the paranormal, tarot reading, everything, is to get people comfortable enough in listening to their own guts, trusting their own feelings, believing in themselves so that they don't need me. So if they can look back in these stories and see my experiences and read about them and compare them to their experiences, they'll see the connectivity. They'll see that, hey, I'm not crazy because this person went through that and they didn't know about my experience. So how could they know exactly what to write just to make me feel better. That that helps people. It helps them not feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think dealing with what we deal with, a lot of times people, they they, they think of that, that what they're going through is isolated, and it's like, well, they can't, it's got to be just me, and, you know, nobody else has experienced what I'm going through. And especially when it comes to stuff like what you went through as far as, you know, your abilities and learning how to use them. And um, I guess some people are having just, you don't, you don't know. No, who you're, to re- you're absolutely out. right. Probably easier nowadays because it's, you know, you have Facebook and people can look up, you know, stuff on groups and stuff on Facebook, you know, a lot easier Google or whatever. Um, but back in the day, you know, even as back in like the '90s or early 2000s, you know, people were were going through stuff, and like you, going through stuff and didn't know where to turn. Exactly. Well, and the problem that we run into today, whereas we we believe it's easier because it's easy, it's it's more easily accessible, but it doesn't mean it's accurate or factual. And sure, there, yeah. uh, that is that is something else that I that I cover in in a couple of the books that are there inside the, this one book is the fraudulent behavior that I personally have witnessed, you know, and the and the people that that come to me when they have been terrorized by people in the metaphysical or the paranormal field you know, making them believe that they have to dish out hundreds or thousands even of dollars 
because they're cursed or or whatnot, which is just a load of crap, you know. Um, so we, even though it's more easily accessible to find out these things and and to see the connectivity, it's it's almost worse in some ways because if the person that you seek out for help is unethical. <laughs> then it's then what you're what they can actually bring to the situation is so much worse than what you're actually going through. You know, and yeah. that's that's a big deal. I mean, there's you know, you you have all these people out there that claim I can I can go in and I can cleanse any house and I have to give I have to give props. I, I believe it was Philip Gibson. I think it was him who put something on a Facebook post last week or something along those lines, you know, about, um, about house cleansings and, you know, are there any situations where someone is definitely not qualified to do that? And you know me, you've known me a long time. I'm nothing if not honest. And I'm like, dude, right here, this chick, I said, if Mm -hmm. it's Christian or pagan, I got your back. Maybe even Native American, because I know a lot about that. But if you're talking about a jinn, which is of Middle Eastern origin, I am grossly unqualified to go in and attempt to handle that situation for anybody. Grossly unqualified. And that is part of what we're lacking in this field is people want to have that, that hero complex solely driven by ego yeah. that makes that 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 they want other people to see them as their savior of being able to do this when nine times out of ten what they actually do is make the situation worse. So part of what's important about the work that I write about is understanding what your limitations are, understanding that you can't do everything, nor should you want to. What a burden, you know? And that, you know, check your ego at the door, first and foremost. Check your ego at the door. And that seems to be probably the hardest thing for people to do. (laughs) Go figure. I think um, (laughs) a lot of times people, they, they 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 get... into their heads a little bit, they get like they get a little bit of a little bit of fame from you know YouTube or they get a little fame, they get little I don't know Facebook famous, and they try, and they try to do more than they 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 should. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know your limitations. Like when I go on a on a cleansing, like I'll go with like Dennis on a house cleansing, and he knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. if they, if ask me, I'm like, look to him. Dennis, he he knows how to, uh, you know, what to do, how to take care of it. And even if if he didn't, like you said, if there was something where um, he wasn't prepared for it, he would let people know um, Mm -hmm. that, hey, it's not something I am well-versed in doing. I'll find somebody who is. I think a lot of times people, they they think they can do too much. Um, And then, you know, they they think everything on and then they they leave and everything like you said gets worse. Mhm. Well, and let's go ahead and call out the elephant in the room. Why do we have to constantly look at it as if we've got to get rid of this? This doesn't belong here. What if 
what it, if what we're truly after is communication, understanding, mm-hmm. and figuring out what actually happens after we pass away, okay, why, why is the focus not on that and learning to cohabitate? Seriously. Well, that's a question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like the ones I only ones I've been on before with him are mm-hmm. ones that are just are are causing harm to other to families, like uh, totally different. Causing family to hurt themselves. Uh, if if there is like if there is just a spirit in the house, and they and we communicate with it, if the family says we we want we'd rather you know be gone, then you know. Mm-hmm. We, we well, and like, <laughs> well, the thing is, and what we also need to realize, and I mean, I have I have dealt with this personally. This is something that that I am well versed in, and so I, I'm not an authority. None of us are. First off, let's just go ahead and state that right now. All hey, all you experts out there, guess what? You're not. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I am well versed in this, and a lot of times, and I have run into this. So many times, a lot of times when the the living think that something is negative, obviously because of TV, movies, um, yeah, freaks out on social media, they immediately go to demon. But I can't tell you how many times it's actually been a spirit who, like in England, I dealt with this a spirit who was thirty six years old with the brain capacity of a five year old. That did not stop after death. So when they would throw a tantrum because they weren't they weren't being communicated with, it appeared as something negative. But it wasn't. It was the furthest thing from it. It was a essentially a child. A child in the mental capacity in the body of an adult male. Once we figured that out, because I remote viewed for the location. It was a private residence. Once mm-hmm. we figured that out, the the people, the homeowners, were able to understand what was going on, communicate in a way that the five-year-old mentally, spirit, understood, and they were able to cohabitate. Is that not a better solution? No, I mean, that, that is. I mean, but, you know, I guess if without help from someone like you, there is no way they would have figured that out. Yeah. You know, they, they just need to, they need to take the steps to, like the people did, take the steps to, uh, you know, talk to somebody because, like I said, there's no way they would have figured, figured out that, that's what was going it, on. It was tough. It was really tough because, I mean, that that's one of the things I talk about is is how I have to experience this. And so, I mean, I talk about that in in the book, and it's part of that is is feeling what they feel. Part of that is feeling how they die. Part of that is feeling what they feel in the moment, being completely separated, almost like it's through. This is, I, I actually wish I had to put this analogy in the book. It's like they're behind plexiglass. Like like they're encased in plexiglass, you know, at, at least in their mind, and they can see everything around them, 
but they can't. It, it, it's like they they feel like they're being ignored. Like no one, like no one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Counting on the glass, but no one can hear them because they're on behind proof glass. Exactly. And imagine if that was you. How would that make you feel? It'd make you feel pretty darn good. How many spirits are out there that do not have not been able to communicate with people like you know, or communicate with people like you? You know? Well, I mean we can we can break it down to numbers, Ryan. Less than eight percent of the people who have ever, ever lived on earth in its entirety, less than eight percent are alive today. So you're talking about over ninety two percent of the human race that's ever inhabited Earth has passed away. Where are they going? Now you'll have your different belief systems and and they they believe as they do, which is fine. I'm not gonna knock that. But mm-hmm. I've done this since I was two years old and I, I spoken to spirits since I was two years old. Uh, that's the best way for me to say that. And um, I have yet, yet had any of them tell me or confirm a heaven or a hell. Not once. So that's that makes you wonder what really happens. You know, are, are we just floating energy that decides to settle in certain areas? There are some that choose not to, to move away from a particular area simply because they're comfortable there. They want to stay there. They have guilt. They, they're afraid. But if we get them to move on, it doesn't mean they can't come back. And that's what people forget. Yeah. And, and time, that's our concept. That's not theirs. You know, so what what could be five years of, of inactivity might be five minutes to them. Time is a man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, time is definitely a man-made thing because you know, years, days, hours, it's all you know. That's all. Yeah. It's all. And if we took clocks away and took months and years away, life would still go on. Absolutely. You know, it might even be better. Um, you know what? It just might. <laughs> I feel like and I'm that's what I just... lost track of time, big time with uh, COVID. Like there, are, like whole 2020, it was just like one thing. At, you know, being at home was just one day after another, just kind of like doing our thing, and it, it, it felt fine. It, it kind of it kind of enjoyed it. Oh yeah. You know? Is what was that song from? What was it? The 70s or the 80s? Uh, does anyone know what time it is? Does anyone really care? You know, yeah. I mean, it's that is true. You know, it's absolutely true. Um, but that's one of the things that I tell people as well when I'm when I'm dealing with readings. You know, is that it's when when because I've had people come to me for readings privately, which I consider all my readings private. I don't ask for reviews. If people yeah. do it, great. But I consider them private. I really don't want people to dime themselves out because. Who knows who might see that? Maybe their employer, maybe their family members who don't agree with it. So they don't need to risk that for my vanity. I don't need it because, um, I mean, I have a job. <laughs> I have a full-time job in dentistry. I just do this to help, and it helps me also. Um, but uh, but when, when we're 
talking about things like that, you know, and people are like, well, you know, Vanessa, I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't that go against the Bible? And I mean, I tell them, I'm like, you know, people have been living and dying long before the written word of man. So, and coming back, you know, it, it's just the way of it. So yeah. I, ch- I personally choose not to apply a dogma to, to what I do. Am I a practicing witch? Yes. Am I pagan? Yes. But I deal with Catholic spirits, Christian spirits, Jewish spirits, <laughs> atheist spirits, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, 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 it, I'm like the 7-Eleven. You know, everybody makes a stop every day, you know. I mean, it just it happens, you know. Don't discriminate. You know, if they, huh? if they have something, the spirits don't discriminate. No, and I don't either. And, you know, they they know you can hear them, then, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to get that message through to you. Like, you know, I was, you're talking, thinking about this earlier, you're talking about the, the spirit and, and plexiglass thing. I think a lot of people, like, for me, Personally, you know, my mom passed away back in 2006. I'd hate to think mm-hmm. about her being stuck and not, you know, at her house or whatever and not, you know, doing the same thing you, you were saying, pounding on the glass and nobody, you know, paying attention to her. And then again, exactly. I don't know if I want to hear EVP from her at the same time, you know. It's like, I don't, the, the, you know? It's really hard. It's hard when you're so close to the situation. It truly is, even for me, even for me. Um, I'm not going to say what the story is because I want people to buy the book. I'm not going to lie to you. But I have a story. Huh? There's a teaser right there. There are people that find the book. Um, For people that that have have a difficult time believing in this stuff or understanding this stuff, um, I had somebody in my life who um, did not believe in any of this, you know, kind of gave me a hard time, you know, kind of ribbed me a little bit on it, you know, was supportive, but didn't understand Mm -hmm. it and didn't believe in it until it was their time. And when I say it was their time, it was because they passed away. And the way that they came to me and what they did you won't believe. And it, it it's ironic to me for somebody to not believe at all, but but within 30 minutes of them passing away, they came to me and actually told me to do something that was so unbelievably thoughtful for somebody else that it's it's unbelievable even to me. And so that to me is what I find amazing, is when you have that type of confirmation from someone who absolutely did not believe. And yet they made a beeline to me from thousands of miles away. Oh, wow. I wonder how many, a thousand miles away. So... So when you get a uh, someone comes to visit you, a warning or just something happens, do you like get a headache or something where it's like you know it's going to oh, happen, it, it, so you can for yourself, or is it like oh, it, I'm driving no, 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 that would be lovely. Right 
that would be lovely if there was a warning. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, um, but there, but there never really is. It's uh, and it's it's different for each person. For each person that comes to me, it truly is. You know, because sometimes they might come to me quite literally in physical form where I can see them plain as day, just like I'm watching my TV right now, Ink Master, by the way, because you know me, I'm tatted out. But oh, yeah. I could, I know, right? So, I mean, I can see them just like that, or I'll see them in a photograph form. Or I won't see them at all, and they'll just be talking to me. Or they will manipulate me to do something, which is what happened in this other situation, that I wasn't, I, I, it wasn't even in my mind to do. And it's like I have to do it. I have to. Or they'll make me feel how they died. And and that, that part sucks, you know. But they generally try to hold that for um, when we're trying to confirm identity or to make sure that I have the right spirit for whomever it is that I'm reading for. But... It, it really is. It's, it's just like when people are alive. It's, a, it's the same as they are when they're deceased. They're, they're individuals. And so the way that they approach me or somebody that does the things that I do or, or whatnot, the way that they approach us is, is very individualized and specific to them. And it can get really confusing. <laughs> and so you 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 got to work through it and you got to ask a lot of strange questions, you know, and uh, you got to feel some weird things. But in the end, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know? Have you ever, um, hmm? so have you ever had anything happen like at work or, or something like where it's like you're, you're doing something, you know, cleaning teeth or something and all of a sudden – you look up and there is someone standing there that wasn't there before. You're like, oh, oh yeah. So like, second here. Oh my. I'm busy. Back later, take a number. Um, actually, <laughs> this is so funny. I, and I've told this so many times, but it's it's a freaking hoop for the people that have never heard this before. Um, as everybody knows, I'm sure if you don't, you will hear here in a second. I'm a dental assistant, have been for 23 years now, and I was working at one of my previous company's offices in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Or, no, Lawton. I was in Lawton. I was in Stillwater the next day, which is like 200 miles apart. So, yeah, it's when I traveled for the company. And I was working with one of the doctors on a patient. And I felt her as soon as she walked in because she walked through the wall and she stood at the end of my patient's feet and just stared at me kind of like um, – hello, and I'm sitting there and I'm wigging out because I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I've got mm-hmm. a patient. This is a child that I'm working on. They, they kind of need to take priority. And um, so she got angry, <laughs> and we had shelves above where uh, the patient's head was where I kept gloves, masks, patient napkins, things like that. So she started throwing them off the shelves. And they were all floating down and landing on my patient. And the doctor stopped what he was doing because everybody knew, you know, what I did. He stopped what he was doing, looked at me above his glasses and mask and said, friend of yours? (laughs) Said, "Um, yeah, ish. And he said, "Uh, tell him him we'll be done in about five minutes. 
you know, and I talked to him a lot of times in my head. So I, I said that. Yeah. And uh, when we finished and I released the patient, I went out the back door and had a nice little chat with her, and she was fine. <laughs> and that's not the only time that's happened. That has happened a lot. I had one physically pull my jacket and twist it around me at one of my other offices in Oklahoma City and in front of nine different people standing there in the hallway. Grabbed my, my uh, lab jacket and pulled it mm-hmm. completely around my body. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, y'all can stop now because work, work is work. So, you know, back off. But, yeah, that's happened quite a few times and always in front of a witness, which is what I'm appreciative of because I am here to tell you right now, Ryan, I would not believe half the crap that's actually happened to me if there weren't witnesses to it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it. I mean, there's been so much stuff that, you know, I've heard that now now it's like nothing really, really phases me. You know, it's like, oh, I, I can see that happening because, you know, I've seen what I've seen, you know, what happened to you at, at the cabin when you um, upstairs in, in the uh, in the brothel room. Um, yeah, that was loads of fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that much uh but yeah you know I, it, it, what do you say do you have like when you talk to like skeptics or or whatever it's hard for me to like for you know it's hard for me because people just don't want to believe if you don't believe you know you're gonna what, laugh uh, when i tell you i actually just had this conversation with a client the other night when i was doing the reading she asked mm-hmm. me i think she asked me or we were just talking about it i can't recall um, you know, what what do I say to people who say they don't they don't believe me? Okay. I mean it's, I honestly you know. I say okay. Because and I, I'm not I'm not being I'm not being snarky. I'm not. But when I say I truly don't care <laughs> I'm not joking. I don't care. I don't have to I mean, prove it, what I can do to anybody. It, it's it's really like talking to a, trying to convince a brick wall or trying to convince someone the grass is green where the insist it's blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like until it happens to you, until you experience it, you know, it's you're not going to bleed it. Well, and best example of that, and I, I've used this example a hundred times. I'm going to do it again. Um, I was on Noreen Sanfior Balovich's show, Paranormal Zone TV quite a few years ago and mm-hmm. I was reading photographs and there was one that came up that I truly didn't get anything off of. I didn't. And again, you know me, I'm not going to say I do just to make you feel better. I'm not yeah. going to do it and I'm not going to lie. So I just won't. And um, the guy got so mad and I asked him right there cause he was in the chat I asked him right there on on live live TV, basically, on YouTube. I said, why do you care what I think? Did you experience it? He said, yeah. I said, you took the photo? He said, yeah. I said, why do you care? And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I'm just Vanessa. 
I'm just reading it. If I don't get anything, that does not invalidate your experience. Yeah, he wants validation. He wanted, you know. And see, that's the one thing that I absolutely do not need. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, to me, it's irrelevant. Because if I need somebody to validate what I have experienced, then I'm invalidating the spirits that have come to me providing that experience. Yeah. Why do I need a living person to validate what a dead person told me? Yeah, he, I like when I EVPs, I know what happened. I know who was there. I know who said what. You know, and if someone yeah. doesn't believe it, that's okay. whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm not putting it out oh, for your approval. Well, oh, this is not true. Exactly. Well, in all honesty, huh? The only person who knows what happened would be me. So yeah. I'm putting out there saying, hey, this is what I captured. This is really cool. You know, it's not it's not fake. It's something that, you know, I know what happened. I know the circumstances. I believe it's enough, good enough to put it out there for you to enjoy not to criticize or critique because I'm not interested in that. I know what happened. It's true. Well, I have I have learned in the many moons that I have been doing this publicly, and I'm going to hurt some feelings here, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I have learned when it comes to actual evidence, real documentation, nobody cares. No. They don't care. If you don't jump screaming it was a demon, you know, or, or, you know, make a fool of yourself, they don't care. My apartment, my brand new, brand new apartment is haunted. Nobody's, nobody's ever lived in it. It's the land. We caught by accident, totally by accident, the clearest EVP you have ever heard in your life. In my apartment. No one cared. Caught the best piece of physical evidence in Ireland. No one cared. So that it's just one of those things I think that, unfortunately, the majority of the people only want the jump scares. And I'm not your gal. If you want to talk about actual spirit communication, I'll talk with you all day long. Yeah. You want me to validate your unsubstantiated fears? I have a list of people I can tell you to go to, but I'm not I mean, on look, that list. Look at, like, the cabin and the brick rancher. You know, mm-hmm. it, it'll be the same situation you're in if, let's say, someone from uh, who worked at the salon, salon happened to catch an EVP. Um but it never was anything like like how it is now with the public investigations and stuff like that. If it was still just a business or still just, uh, you know, even a residence, it would be like nobody would care. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's the fact that we can have people come out and um, investigate and pick up things, you know, come out and catch their own voices. Nobody's, nobody's going to come to your apartment and do an AVP session. Um, <laughs> no so one's going to sit on my couch and watch the spirit unplug the TV from the TV. 
I've, I mean, I've watched you know. it. <laughs> you know? Cars, cars, hey, come over and watch my watch this. Probably make yeah. a challenge. Yeah, they get really irritated when I watch Project Runway. I'm just going to say that. Um, but it's uh, but we've come to an accord, so it's all good. But they, you know, but the little kid that took place with my dog. I'm not mad. Keep playing with my dog. Makes her happy. You know, it, it weirded me out at first because I can't see her, and I can see the majority of them. I can't see her. You know, but my dog yeah. can, and that's good enough for me. And she plays with my dog. Now she's about four years old. That's that's what her voice sounds like, you know. Um, yeah. But no, I mean it's just it, it's those situations right there where uh, that is that is the one thing that was that was one of the reasons for my post the other day that you know I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it and not a second or a day before. I'm just not um, because I. What I've seen over the past decade is disheartening, you know, and the, and the direction that things are going. And if it isn't ethical or, you know, if it doesn't have integrity, I just don't want to be a part of it. So I'm just going to do my own damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I, my books do. These huh? days, it, it is like it is it has really become like oversaturated. I think. Um, and you've really just gotta like you no know, take like you take a step back and just be like okay, you know, am I doing things the right way? You know. Yeah. If, uh, well, and the thing is, it's I, I have I have enough on my plate. Like I have twenty six people that are depending on me to you know to be on my game in Ireland in October. Mm-hmm. You know, from October twenty sixth to November third. There's 26 people coming on that on that trip that I'm the ambassador for that I'm so freaking stoked about. I cannot wait. But I was so worried. I did not want that trip to be all about me. So I'm turning that into an eight-night, nine-day crash course in psychic ability, in meditation, in investi- investigative techniques. I'm, it's Anything anybody wants to learn, they've got my undivided attention for eight nights and nine days. Because I want I want to take people to these places in Ireland, and I don't want everyone to turn to me and go, Vanessa, what do you get? Vanessa, what do you get? I want yeah. them to say, what What do I get? And I want to know what they get. I want I want them to to be comfortable enough to express that and to talk about that. And and to to trust themselves and to feel it for themselves and not secondhand from me. And I think that's really important. You know, I mean, again, my whole purpose: let me teach you, so you don't need me. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. At you, I'd be like, okay, well, is anybody here? Uh, well, and you're like, you know, it's not really investigating. You know, they're just constantly asking you. For you know, if there's anybody here, yeah, which is which is fine, and I do expect the questions, but I really want I want the trip to be about the people that are coming on it, not about me. You know, well, they're we, the rock stars. Yeah, they're the rock yeah, yeah, stars. They're, they're the people yeah. that are that are. Huh? 
give them something they can go home with and and use and learn from and develop their skills. Um, but we are getting close to the end of the of the of the show here, and uh, uh-huh. I want to give you a chance to, you know, pimp yourself out, give yourself some preps, show. Uh, oh some, goodness! Some, some yeah, the books and stuff. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so basically, if you just Google Vanessa Hogle, I mean, they'll pop up. Uh, but basically, uh, They Would Have Burned Me is available on Amazon and only on Amazon. I don't believe I did third-party distribution because I wanted to keep it centrally located. Um, so it's available on Amazon.com. Um, I am, until Friday, taking orders for autographed copies here in the U.S. I hate that word, signed copies. We're going to say signed copies. I like that better because autograph indicates that I'm something I'm not. Um, but uh, if anybody wants one of those, they need to contact me through Facebook. Payment has to be received before I order it because this is it's going to cost me a ton in shipping. <laughs> okay, because these, oh, by the way, this book weighs one pound, 97 ounces. So it's wow. almost a two-pound book. Yeah. So it's uh, if they if anyone wants one of those, they need to contact me before Friday when I make the order, and it, it's a total of forty two dollars that includes shipping in the United States, and it'll be a signed copy because this, like I said, one year paperback's gone unless something you're drastic you're happens. Five. Yeah, you know, it's, it's basically a collector's edition. Yeah, and like you said, it's a great reference book if you have you know questions or if you're dealing with something you need to. Help with, um, yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you so much for coming on the show and and talking with me. It's uh, always a pleasure having you on. Well, you're very you welcome. Back. Thank you for having me. I'll have to have you back on in November or December and talk about your trip to Ireland. I'm sure you're gonna have some good stories for us. That would be wonderful. Mid November would be great because uh, I'll be in Florida by then. Beautiful. You can call me from sunny Florida when it's freezing in November. In <laughs> you just let me know when, okay? All right, I'll talk to you later. Have a great night. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Well, that was fun. I always love having Vanessa on the show. Next week, 